Die Mauer. Dan, die Mauer ist weg. It's episode 373 of the, the Dan York Report, and all of us have those days, those moments in time that we remember with utter clarity. Perhaps a personal event or a natural storm or some political event like an assassination or a major attack or something, whatever it may be, we have those moments in time. And for me, one of those is 30 years ago tonight, November 9th, 1989. I was sitting in my rented apartment in a farmhouse in Madbury, New Hampshire, and the phone rang, one of those landline things. And it was a friend of mine, Thea, who worked at a library at, at the University of New Hampshire, where we were both students in different ways. And she said to me, Dan, the Mauer, the Mauer is weg. The wall, the wall is gone. For those of us who are students of German history, I, living here in the United States, this was something unbelievable because we had grown up with the wall, the Berlin Wall. And that night, it started to come down. It was mind-blowing to us because, you know, all of our lives, we had been, we were children of the Cold War. We learned, you know, there was the United States world, the American world, and the Allies, and there was the Soviet Union. There was NATO and the Warsaw Pact. It was all divided and divided in two and in half. And Germany in particular was a divided nation. For me in particular, at that moment in time, I was actually teaching German in a high school uh, as a result of being in a master's of education program. I had wound up through a convoluted path that's worth another episode someday, but suffice it to say, I'd wanted to enter, uh, I'd entered UNH seeking to get a math degree to be able to go and teach computers in a public high school. I'd also decided to, to minor in German. How I wound up graduating with a bachelor's degree in German is perhaps is another story for another time, but the key point was I had had at that point eight years, high school and, and university, of solid German studies. German, German, German. And so, you know, we knew it was part of the culture of the time to understand these differences between the Bundesrepublik Deutschland, or West Germany, the Federal Republic of Germany, and the Deutsche Demokratische Republik, or the German Democratic Republic, the DDR or DDR, that was East Germany. If you look back and see a bit of how this all came, after World War II in 1945, Germany was divided between the four, you know, victorious part, parties, allies, and those were the Americans, the USA, the UK, France, and the Soviet Union. There was a division there of the country, but then also of Berlin as the capital city was divided again into the four different sectors. But what happened in those days after 1945, in the early 40s, going on in there, was the tensions got rough between the Allies. And pretty soon you had the Soviet Union dividing its part off, Eastern Germany, from the Western Germany that was occupied by the UK, USA, and France. 
And in the early 50s, in the early 1950s, they created a border, actually, between East Germany and uh, West Germany. Now, there had been a border, but they actually put up an inner German border uh, with barbed wire and other different kinds of things and stuff like that. But Berlin was still allowing people to move to a certain degree between East and West. Wikipedia tells me that over 3.5 million people had fled East Germany by the time the wall was erected in 1961. And in 1961, there was this movement to go and build a wall around the western part of Berlin. Now, for those not familiar with geography, Berlin itself was in the middle of East Germany in the Soviet zone. So it was this pocket here that was allied territory in the middle of the Soviet East Germany. And so they put a wall around the Western sectors and made it so that people could not move between Eastern and Western. That was the whole point of it, was to stop people from being able to flee into the West Germany and then get asylum and be able to go out to, well, into West Berlin and then be able to go out there. So for those of us who had studied German and had learned this for so long, the wall was a, was a fact of life. It was just part of what we understood the world to be. It was our world order, and that wall symbolized that broader iron curtain that was there between communism and, and democracy, between Warsaw Pact and, and NATO, between the Soviet Union and the United States. Those were the lines that were drawn in popular culture, and that was where it was, and nothing symbolized that like the wall, the Berlin Wall, the Berliner Mauer. This was the, the symbol of all that divided us in the world in so many different ways. Now, looking back at some histories reminds me a bit of what happened in those days leading up to November 1989, and there were revolutions happening nearby in other countries. Hungary, Poland had, you know, were throwing off the shackles of their communist past and were embracing a new, new, you know, uh, new governments, new ways, new things. There was more freedom of movement. And so people from East Germany were going into those countries and then going out into other areas. There were also large-scale protests going on throughout uh, Germany or East Germany you know, asking for being able, people wanting to be able to reach their, in some cases, their families who had been stranded by them on the other side of that, of that wall, on the other side of the border. There was so much there. And the stories that uh, tell us was that that particular day, there was a press conference where the government was announcing that East Germans would be able to finally go and visit West Germans, be that on the border or be that in in Berlin. It, one story, one set of articles says that they were actually planning for it to take effect over the next couple of days, but that message didn't get to the person doing the press conference. And so the press conference, when asked when it was taking effect, he said now. And so that's what led so many German East Germans to go to the wall. They went to the wall and they went to the gates and they went and they asked to be let through to go and see the other Germans who were on the other side of that. And as they did and as they, they came and they climbed on that wall and they took it over that wall, that was what 
showed us these pictures, these photos. Die Mauer, die Mauer ist weg. I cannot explain in so many words the feeling that it was to know this. Now, I was just an observer from afar, too. I was not in Germany at the time. I was not among the Germans. But for those of us who were in the U.S., who were farther away, who had been studying German, studying German history, studying all of that, this was the wall that divided. And so to have that be torn down, be removed in ways, to have people be able to move across was just something utterly unbelievable. Now that wasn't, the wall did not come down this night 30 years ago. It was just the opening that happened there. The demolition of the wall took another couple of years before it was truly removed. It all, but this border crossing, this piece that was there, paved that way for the, the full German reunification that happened on October 3rd, 1990, you know, a little less than a year later, when Germany was reborn out of West and East Germany. The Bundesrepublik and the Deutsche Demokratische Republik became today's Deutschland. It was an amazing time. It was an amazing time. And today, walls still remain and others are being built. But we remember that one glorious night when the winds of change blew through and people were able to move and everything changed. Die Mauer, die Mauer ist weg. That's all. You can hear more of my audio and writing at danyork.me. Thanks for listening and bye for now.